So I normally don't say this, but I feel like this particular episode is going to split opinion. Like, of course, there's other episodes that I do that split opinions, but I feel like this one might split people way more than the past episodes. And it's it's actually because of the main topic in and of itself. But before we get to splitting opinions, we need to split some hairs first. Now, according to the British government, or at least the British legal system, calling a man bald is actually termed a sexual harassment. Now, this came after an electrician went and sued a manufacturing firm after one of its supervisors called him bald. And because there was a previous sexual assault case where a man was charged with sexual assault after being found guilty of commenting on the size of a woman's breasts, the tribunal decided, you know what? We need to let equality take its place, you know? You must be penalized for commenting on two round things regardless of what gender they are. So, in very classic cases, this is one of those times when equality favors men. So to my fellow hairless brethren, I guess this is that time when you should take that lotion, smack it on your head, because fellas, this is your time to shine. So some people might say that this guy was busy taking advantage of the company and blah blah is gaining from nothing blah blah or it was just a basic insult blah blah but when you kind of think about it this is probably one of the most equal type situations that you'll find out there because if you say that it was a simple insult he should have taken it in passing then you're saying that every single time when a woman has gone to report to HR that oh apparently they were insulted by their boss or someone made a remark about their body that that was something simple and they should have taken that in passing which obviously they don't now of course when these remarks were being made it was in regards to his appearance and he was fired right after that and you kind of think about it, was the supervisor actually firing him because he had done something wrong and he was simply just insulted? Or did the supervisor actually fire this guy because they thought that this guy was ugly? Like, either way, it still looks bad because on one end, someone was insulted and on the other end, someone was fired with prejudice. So either way, I felt like this was a nice situation of being between a rock and a hard place or at least in this case, between the rock and the bald head. And when you kind of think about it, this is actually very good news for guys. Because for the first time, people are actually getting to see what an equal dose of equality looks like. Like, people aren't used to hearing that a man can take a company to court over something that's as vain as someone talking about your appearance or something that could be related to sexual harassment. Like, it's not something that you'd actually expect a man to do. But if women can do it, we need to accept the fact that men might actually be able to do the same thing. Although at the same time, it means that if your boss makes a joke about you and you don't like it, you could end up suing them for that exact thing, which is probably going to make the workplace a lot more dull. But fortunately, because I'm not in the UK, I'm going to leave it at that. And I'm going to move it to something that's a little bit more hairy, probably on this podcast. But... For me to actually move it on, I need to kind of start things off. And you know, I usually start with an instrumental. And I usually start by saying something particularly interesting. And it normally starts sort of like me saying... 
Welcome to Break Time on West Side, your number one Break Time podcast, coming to you from Nairobi, Kenya. The man on the mic is a man who will not sue for getting head, but he will sue if you talk about his head. He is a man who likes his women the same exact way he likes his yogurt. It is none other than your tall, dark, and mildly handsome man, Sir Denver B. The show is Battle of the Sexes, our weekly love, sex, and relationships show where I get to talk about relationships. I get to talk about people's heads and I get to bring in a couple of interesting things that relate to me and you and the opposite sex that we can talk about and definitely try and come to some conclusion on. And since I know that my conclusions may not necessarily match up to yours, since I know that some things might drive you the wrong way or some things you might disagree with, I give you a chance to come back and holler at me on that shit. On Facebook and on IG, it is at Breaktime on West Side. You can slide into the DMs there, drop your feedback, drop your love. I will be very, very open to it. And hell, we can even use that to make some episodes. And on Twitter, if you want to slide into my personal DMs, it is at Bagaka the D. You can also DM me there, you know, and also send me stuff that you'd want me to discuss. And I would be very, very happy to take it from there and handle it accordingly. And if you happen to be on any of those apps and you just so happen to have stumbled upon any of those pages, a nice follow would be appreciated, you know. Helps us grow the community and, you know, it's kind of like love, you know. It doesn't cost a thing. And if you are listening on some app that allows for ratings and reviews, a nice rating and or review would be highly appreciated. If you can also hit the follow or the subscribe button, hey, I'll appreciate that as well. You know, I always like being referred to as a chart-topping podcaster and a lot of that shit helps towards topping the charts, so I appreciate that as well. But that said, this is the final episode of this season and I am nothing but grateful to each and every one of you that's listened, that's commented, that's given feedback, that started following, that started giving feedback. Like, I appreciate each and every one of you. And if some of y'all feel like you've fallen off a little bit and you want to come back, it's okay. You know, it's an open house. You know, I'm not closing the door on anyone just yet. And for those of y'all that don't know that much about me and taking breaks from the podcast, it's not that I've really taken a break. Like, I've taken a break, but I've not really taken a break. I've taken a break from the typical Battle of the Sexes and Tweet Street episodes. And sometimes, actually most times, if not all the time, I usually have a couple of short form episodes that I'll do and just push out so that y'all can have something to listen to while I'm away. You know, before I come back and start bringing the goodness of Battle of the Sexes and Tweet Street. So you can stay tuned. There'll be something for y'all every Tuesday and Friday, 9 a.m. East African time. And y'all can, you know, also engage with our content as well. You know, I might be on break, but I'll always be open to howling at you guys on it. But anyways, now that I've said all of that pleasantries aside, we should definitely move it on to our main topic of today. But of course, before we get to our main topic, there's something that I want to rant about for a little bit. And this time it's called Nick Cannon. Now, for those of y'all that don't know what a Nick Cannon is, um, that is the name of an entertainer. And uh, he is the man who knows not the term pullout game. Like, by virtue of the number of kids that he has from multiple different women, this guy's nuts are more diverse than the ones in the animal kingdom. Like, this man recently had one of his girlfriends giving birth to his eighth child. His eighth child. And at this point, just before she was about to give birth, this was the first time he actually decided, you know what, I think I might actually consider getting a vasectomy. Like after baby number one, two, three, four, five, six, and seven. Considering that I think two of them are twins. Uh, the ones from Orion, and I think the ones from like some other babe. Like this guy now decides that he wants to go for a vasectomy. You kind of have to think about it and wonder, isn't it a little too late? Like it's kind of like being on the Titanic and it's like sunk. 
and you're hanging on to that final piece of wood and and leonardo dicaprio's character has pretty much died and then you actually stop and you think and you're like you know what i think there was actually enough space for him to get on this piece of wood like this guy should have probably considered that after his second set of twins because that shit bumped it all the way up to six from four of which i'm even surprised that the guy decided to go beyond two girlfriends and still want to have a kid with another one but either way i probably feel like he'd be the best uh brand ambassador for durex and pornhub because when people kind of look at him and people like future like these are guys with money but they have a ton of kids and when you decide to take like a million dollars and split it against what like say taxes a couple of bills here and there you know maybe an investment or two and then you actually look at the amount of money that's left after you've paid child support and handled all of those bills you're like you know what i think i might just use a condom or you know what i think i might just stick to the hub because clearly if there is something that is more expensive in terms of time energy and money than women it's women with kids because god damn it that is a lot of them so you might as well just stick to paying for stuff like the hub if you really want to pay for that shit even though it's free or you might as well put that money down and actually use it on a bloody condom because i don't know how many of y'all listened to last week's episode of tweet street but i went on a bit of a rant about how expensive kids are and my goodness that shit is expensive as hell but then again i guess if you have the money and if you've always wanted a lot of kids kind of like the way nick cannon did then you'd probably end up getting all of those kids it's just that i probably would have thought that he'd wanted to get all of those kids from like i don't know one babe maybe two at the most although then again that's just me and i guess probably his plan was a little different so i'm gonna leave it at that and i'm gonna move it on so on to our main topic of today and i'm gonna start by saying that i hate as in absolutely hate modern day feminism it's just that a lot of times it's normally just a bunch of people talking a lot of shit about guys and making it seem like guys have been the problem since day one now don't get me wrong guys do a lot of bad shit but normally we acknowledge that we have done bad shit and then we strive to make stuff better we do not as is the case with the video that i'm about to play for you start looking for problems where they do not exist and then suddenly turn them into something big for no reason at all now i'm making all of this noise because there was a video that a friend of mine sent me and honestly i'm not gonna lie it kind of did trigger me but i felt like it was something that had to be discussed on this particular show normally i try and and leave most of this shit for tweet street but this is something that hit me close to the heart and it affects how a lot of us guys actually are in relationships how we behave when it comes to relationships and just generally with the opposite sex so let me play the clip for you then i can go into some of the concepts that they're talking about and see whether it is these guys are actually making some sense or not so here it is so I was listening to the Man Enough podcast and they were talking about benevolent sexism and I wanted to weigh in on this because this is something that hits really close to home for me. The reason why benevolent sexism is so insidious is because it's seemingly good-natured and positive up front, right? The idea that men want to be providers and protectors and be supportive, but we have to ask where does that stem from? Because a lot of the times it seems to stem from the idea that women are inferior or fragile and need to be taken care of, which is just not the truth. 
the other thing that needs to be discussed is the implication of being in control of somebody else's life. If somebody is in control of every aspect of your life and your finances, that makes it impossible for you to advocate for your needs. It makes it impossible to comfortably set boundaries. And most importantly, it makes it impossible to leave. There's nothing wrong with being a stay-at-home mom or having your spouse be the sole provider, but if your partner has cultivated an environment where you can't leave because you feel unsafe or you're worried that your entire life is going to be pulled out from under you uh, if you piss them off or if you don't act the way that they want you to, that's not a healthy relationship. This is why I'm a firm believer that people who scream out in favor of traditional family values and traditional gender roles are just saying, I want to control women and I'm afraid that if I lose that control, I'll be alone. All right, so a lot has been said and if I can try and summarize, most of what I heard was blah, blah, benevolent sexism, blah, blah, men want to provide and protect, blah, blah, if a man controls all the money, blah, blah, traditional values, blah, blah, control. And while I do want to lose my head and, you know, make all sorts of noise and talk about how dumb his argument is, you know what, I'm actually going to try and handle this from a rational point of view. Now, I don't entirely know what benevolent sexism is, so I'm googling it right now and apparently the meaning of benevolent sexism according to frontiersin.org is a subtler form of sexism and is expressed in a seemingly positive way. It is expressed by emphasizing men's role to protect and provide for women by putting them on a pedestal in a chivalrous way. This protection and love is granted in exchange for women's compliance to traditional gender roles. Okay. So apparently that in and of itself, us trying to actually, you know, do our part and expecting women to do their part has now been defined as benevolent sexism. Okay, this one, this one, this one's going to be particularly interesting. Now, first of all, uh, while I am going to break that down a little bit further, let's go back to where all of this started. So apparently this guy was listening to the Man Enough podcast. Now, personally, I don't have a problem with another podcaster saying what they feel. You know, it's the internet, go and air your opinions and shit. But I've actually covered these guys before, and I think it was either episode 97 or something, when 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 these guys are talking about wanting to have a strong, badass, powerful woman as a wife, blah, blah. Uh, let me even play the clip for you. I think I can find it somewhere here. Uh, this was what they had said. If you are a man who's truly confident, not the like false confidence, the, the perform the bravado, the performative confidence, but mm -hmm. if you're truly confident as a man, mm -hmm. you want a strong, powerful, badass woman. Absolutely. You don't need to dim her light because her in her light reflects back to you. Yep, this exact one, the one with Justin Baldoni, his wife, and some other dude, I think. So these guys were talking about benevolent sexism and this guy was talking about how men's wanting to provide and protect women is supposedly a case of benevolent sexism now frankly while they could be right about that i took issue with one very particular thing that this guy said like the one thing that actually hit me in my heart like right here you know right next to my soul and everything and it was the fact that this guy was saying that men want to provide and protect. Like, 
I don't know about him because this was a man that was talking. You know, probably he finds that fun to do. But for the typical man, it's not that we want to, it's that we have to. Like, it's not like we have a choice. We have to get up and put the work in and bring the bread back home. We have to be out there trying to do our best to actually provide. And if at any point in time that is external danger that is faced, it is guys that are expected to be the ones to protect. Like, how the hell is it that people actually think that we want to do it? Like, if you actually kind of think about it, most of us guys don't. You think we want to work the job that can work us down for like 8 to maybe 12 hours for, for pay that won't necessarily last us all that long? You think we enjoy sacrificing years of our lives trying to build up some sort of wealth for the next generation to possibly survive and thrive on? You think we actually enjoy doing that shit? Do you think we enjoy putting ourselves on the line? or putting our safety at risk whenever we step in to try and protect someone's daughter whenever we try to make sure that someone's child gets home safe whenever we're trying to walk someone down the street and they don't feel particularly safe because it's late at night and the place is mostly empty and there's a couple of people walking by do you think we actually enjoy doing that shit as in are these woke people this naive do they actually think that we like that like yo if it was up to us, we'd like to get up and chill and do nothing at home. Hell, some of us would probably not even have families because we'd probably just chill and game and go out for drinks and chill with the niggas all day. But we've had to get up and go and put the work in and save up and try and build something so that, you know, the next generation can have something after us. Like, if anything, I feel like it's the other side that has more choice because they're the ones that get to decide whether they want to have kids or not. They're the ones that get to decide whether they want to get married or not. And they're the ones that will decide to go against nature's plans and be like, you know what, fuck it, I don't think we should have kids, but we should be married and stay together. Like, people have had so much choice that they feel like everything is a choice. Like, the fuck? Honestly. Honestly, the guile to actually say that. The absolute audacity. Although, actually, you know what? Screw it. Maybe I'm overreacting. Maybe I'm overreacting about all of this shit. Let's say that us guys want to do it, you know? Let's say that we want to get up and grind. We want to protect women. And both of those things are a choice. So we can choose whether we want to or we don't want to do them. Alright? Fine. Cool. That seems perfect. So... In this case, you know, considering that there's stuff that people gain from us guys doing that, then the whole going 50-50 on a date, that shouldn't even be negotiable. That should have been that way from the start. Uh, if, if she's being harassed by a couple of guys, then it's not really my place to actually step in and protect her. If someone cat calls her or smacks her ass, it's not in my place to actually talk them down or call them out for that shit, whether they're my friend or not. Uh, if if they happen to be driving and they happen to have wronged a Boda Boda rider and they're being harassed by a couple of Boda Boda riders, it is not my job as a policeman to step in and actually protect her and tell everyone to fuck off. You know? Because for us, it's a choice and we do it because we want to. Does that seem to make a lot of sense for you? Huh? Like, I can get 
when he talks about toxic relationships and how some men can be controlling and they can control the funds and that's bad and that's something that i've spoken against before hell women do the same exact thing as well if you actually do a bit of checking whether it's on the internet whether it's with like neighbors or relatives you actually find that when a man isn't providing in the house and the woman is actually the breadwinner or is the highest earner a lot of times it is very common for them to actually treat their man like absolute shit like complete and utter bullshit you know but clearly you know it's only the controlling men that we want to talk about but you know what i was actually willing to let that one go like i'd have let that one just slide i'd have you know just written all of this off as just some version of a woke person busy trying to preach some bullshit modern feminism mumbo jumbo but you had to go for the protect and provide role you had to go there like you had to make it seem like it's a choice for us come on bruh like even you're a man you're supposed to be knowing this shit like even kevin samuels actually said it best we know for a fact there's nobody who's coming to save us we're the ones who have to get up and grind like there's no theoretical possibility whereby me in my young mid 20s state i'm going to stay in my father's house and a woman's going to come looking for me wanting to marry me there is no theoretical possibility of such a thing happening even in a parallel universe but someone still has the audacity to start saying that i want to get up and grind yo i must really love struggling and suffering so much then you decide to move on and actually say that that the people that stand for traditional family values clearly want to control the other sex the opposite gender i want to control women because i stand for it like i feel like if anything people just need to be exposed to the chaos that is slowly brewing and coming up just so that people can realize that for the longest time since people actually realized the power of 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 being in a group and actually operating as an entire community like it's always been about the community's benefit like this whole life of individualism and doing shit for yourself is some shit that started in the west like a couple of hundred years ago and the ideas of traditional family values have been what have carried multiple communities and multiple societies for thousands of years before that and the reason why they managed to carry people that way is because at the end of the day there was always a collective benefit that was bigger than the individual person and it's something that a lot of us men have carried on with us and have known for a very long time so we know for a fact that much as we might not want to get married much as we might not be entirely for the idea of having kids we'll probably go ahead and do that we'll go ahead we'll get married according to our parents request or instructions we'll you know we'll make sure we have kids and shit not because we want to but because we need to bring in the next generation we have to ensure that there is a future generation so that our species can continue to survive and thrive it's been the law of nature since time immemorial So how do you the individual a product of those same values that have existed since time immemorial have the audacity to come out and claim that they're bad like if anything i think the older people would be referring to this as hubris and to conclude a very interesting season let me finish by saying this it's not that we want to it's that we have to we have to because every single time we have chosen not to do something a lot of you have ended up suffering because of it families have not been fed people have not been protected and some people have lost their lives as a result so 
Maybe if you got off your high horse for one second and actually appreciated the much that we actually do for you, not because we expect you to do all that much for us, but because we ask for a little bit of your cooperation in some level, then maybe, just maybe you'd realize that we're not asking for too much. And yes, maybe we might be a little bit bad, but you're not exactly going to chop down the entire tree just because of one or two bad apples. And if anything, we are better when we work as one machine as a combined sum of all parts than we actually do when we try to do it all alone as individuals. But then again, maybe I might be wrong about this. I'd like to think I'm not, but maybe I am. So I want your thoughts on this. The DMs are open. On IG, it is at Breaktime on Westside. On Facebook, it is also at Breaktime on Westside. And on Twitter, you can slide into my personal DMs, which is at D. Thank you so much for listening all the way till the end of this episode and this entire season. If you are listening through CastBox, feel free to drop your thoughts and comments below and I will attend to them accordingly. And I will catch you guys on the next break. <laughs>